Check my statistics If we talking about go, You gotta give me a mention This is rational hour If we being realistic This is rational They said I couldn't do it But I did it work Ethic like mom But you know that boy is a problem Tell me when to get him Then I got him This is rational hour I'm just keeping it a honey This is rational hour Everything you doing I done done it Welcome to the Rational Hour with Ryan. We have a very special guest on today's show. Please help me welcome the three-time NBA champ, the Junkyard Dog, Super Mario. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thank you for having me, my brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you taking the time to come on the Rational Hour. Um, now, Mario, just let's go back to the 2021 season that just ended in July. I'm interested to know your thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks and how they were able to defeat the Suns 4-2 in the finals this year. What were your impressions of the season, how it ended? Uh, first and foremost, uh, very proud uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, big fan of Giannis. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of a guy who's going to stay large to where he's at. I'm not a big fan of guys joining and playing each other. Uh, you play in the NBA to compete against one another, uh, not to play with each other. Uh, mm -hmm. First and foremost, so I credit Giannis for that. Want to give a big ups to uh, Bud Budenholzer, who coached me and who who also I coached with him when I was with the Spurs. Mm -hmm. Second, I want to shout out my boy Darwin Ham, uh, assistant coach on that staff, who should be a head coach right now. Very disappointed he didn't get a look this off season, even though I'm glad a lot of African American brothers got in them seats this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very proud of that. But um, yeah. just a big fan of Giannis, man. Big fan of Giannis. Like how he went about it. And and to end it with a 50-piece, like he said, he went to Chick-fil-A and said, let me get a 50-piece <laughs> nugget with some extra Chick-fil-A sauce. I like how that went down. <laughs> yeah, man. He really killed it, man. And, he, he, you know, I think that whole situation in the press conference where CP3 kind of, kind of gave him a low blow a little bit, said it might have been in his head. I think that motivated him. And that's great players find stuff to motivate them. And look what happens. He goes mm -hmm. 21. What? He only missed one free throw, right? He went like 19 for 20. Yeah. The thing yeah. I love about Giannis, he knows his shortcomings. But then he goes right back to the basket. He's not afraid to attack the free throw line. That's what, mm -hmm. you know, that's what being a great NBA is about. Everybody has talent. It's your mental capacity. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, you know, all the great ones. Tom Brady, you know, all these guys got just the mental. Derek Jeter, these guys' mental capacity, you know, especially when times are tough, how they just rise up. Yeah, that's the difference. Yes. Now, Mario, if, if Harden doesn't get hurt and he's at full strength, do you think Brooklyn beats Milwaukee? If them. Even if they had Kyrie, they beat them. I mean, that team, them three guys, those are the three probably mm -hmm. best one-on-one -on -one players that we have in this game. And these guys are all on one team. Mm -hmm. um, unstoppable. You saw what KD can do. I felt bad for him. KD just left it out on the floor. Really mm -hmm. felt bad for Harden. 
because mm-hmm. he was out there probably with a torn hamstring, but he still went out there and played. But that's what I thought was the difference in the playoffs this past postseason. A lot of key guys got hurt in both mm-hmm. coasts. Right. You know, Jamal Murray going down, you know. Um, Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi going down. LeBron, Anthony Davis, you know, East Coast. Uh, Kyrie going down in the middle of that Milwaukee series. Harden, not 100%. You know, and uh, Atlanta goes far, you know. So you got to be a little lucky sometimes during the championship run. You got to be healthy and uh, and got to be lucky. Now, speaking of those playoffs, uh, Mr. Ben Simmons, a lot of reports with him, you know, not reporting the camp that just started. Uh, what do you think of Ben Simmons in that whole situation in Philadelphia? Doc Rivers kind of threw him under the bus their last game when they got eliminated by Atlanta. Um, what do you think about that, and how would you handle the situation if you were the general manager with Philly? It's, it's, it's a tough situation because I think nowadays, the days that we in with the social media, you know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, it's it gets blown out of proportion. But if I'm Doc Rivers, I just paid the guy a hundred, and he doesn't want to shoot free throws and a jump shot. I mean, how am I gonna win a jump? How am I win a championship as a coach? So if I can't be critical sometimes, you know, you got to be critical sometimes of your star player. I know that's not the right thing to do. You know, Belichick was critical of Tom Brady. Tom Brady won seven damn Super Bowls. You got to be able to be coached, you know, and and I'm with everybody else. I'm tired of seeing Ben Simmons videos of him shooting jump shots. Do that in the game. Do that in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And to hear he doesn't want to come back because of a passionate Philly fan base, I'm not a fan of that. They committed. They gave him $190 million. The kid is a great talent. Yeah. I just don't understand on the offensive end, when you're 6'10 and under the basket, mm-hmm. and you pass it off to a guy who gets fouled, <laughs> I just don't understand that. Right. You know, so it's a tough situation in Philly. You know, this is the business of basketball. But, man, work on your game. That's all everybody's saying. Shoot the jumper. That's right. I wish eat. I was playing for Philly and somebody tell me to shoot. You know, they're <laughs> right. telling you to shoot. <laughs> yeah. what, what's going on with that? I don't understand it. And uh, I know it's sensitive time. And B said something. Doc said something. But man, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to be honest. I mean, you're trying to win a championship, and a and, and an all star caliber player gets five points. That's yeah. the job as me and you as analysts. To point that out. Don't be right. sensitive. We're seeing it. You know, we're seeing it. We know what you can do in the regular season. But to me, the stars are really made in the postseason. Mario, do you do you trade him or do you just let him sit and, and find him for each day he missed? And that's sad. Uh, I think it's just a, a tough situation for both parties. Um, I would love for him to come to camp, play. If you want to, don't want to be there, come play. Play mm-hmm. your butt off, and then, you know, maybe they can find a trade that can work for both parties. Mm-hmm. But now with this stalemate, the start of the season, you know, it's, it's, it's getting a little ugly right now. So hopefully yeah. they can resolve it. You know, we, we, they're men. This is a business. It's a big-time business. NBA is a big-time business. So hopefully they can come in, they can work something out, and Ben can move on, and Philly can get good com- compensation and then we can leave and put that to bed. Right. Now, going back um, 
talking to a couple of teams on uh, the West Coast here. What are your thoughts on Bron, Melo, Rondo, Westbrook, Ariza? Lakers have a roster where nine of their 14 players are 32 older. Is that a good or bad thing? I think that's a good thing. Um, I, I get tired, man. I played till I was 37, 38. I think these guys can play long now, especially with the recovery, mm. with all kind of doctors and masseuse these guys got. And, you know, you got a bench with a lot of depth and guys who know how to play. You got a bunch of guys who know how to play, and all they care about really right now is winning a championship. Like Westbrook, LeBron, AD, they done accomplished everything, all-stars, MVPs, and all that. All these guys really care about is championships. But it's going to be interesting how all these guys mesh. Mm-hmm. Health is always an issue when you have an older team. Very happy that Melo and, and LeBron get a chance to play with each other. Uh, I'm really interested to see how that dynamic works. But, you know, the West is still going to be tough. You know, the wild, wild West, man. You know, Clippers, Clay coming back. You still got the Splash Mm -hmm. Brothers. I mean, the Clippers, um, sad about Kawhi, but you saw what the Clippers can do. You know, when Paul George put his mind to it, he can carry a team Uh for a stretch. So uh, Phoenix is not going anywhere. I think Sacramento is always a – a pass. You got Utah. You got Denver. I mean, Minnesota. I think is going to be better this year. So, yeah, this is going to be fun. You know, I'm looking forward to the see. I think the Rockets are going to be better. I thought they did a great job in the draft. Draft. I'm real excited to see uh, JG uh, Jalen Green. You know, he mm-hmm. showed flashes in the summer league. So, uh, it's going to be fun. It's good. A lot of good storylines. I'm interested in seeing to uh, 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 Cam. Uh, Cade Cunningham in Detroit, I, okay. I like his game. He makes people around him better. So it's a lot of good storylines. Knicks are back. You know, I'm a New Yorker. Glad mm-hmm. to see the Knicks are back in the fold. I thought Julius Randle took an amazing leap last year. So now there's expectations in New York now. So we're going to see how he responds. So just great storylines in the NBA. Real excited to, to see this, uh, get ready for the season. Now, I know you said you're from New York. Um, a lot of is made out here, uh, you know, in California, you know, Lakers, Clippers. Interested to hear your thoughts on and can a, a state be state uh, split as far as their loyalty? Knicks, Nets, Brooklyn, New York. Um, how does that work in your eyes? And is there love for both franchises? It's love for both, man. I'm sure, you know, I know Lakers fans. If the Clippers were to go to the final, I saw some Lakers fans would support them. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Knicks and uh, – Knicks and a uh, Brooklyn Nets fan. If Brooklyn was to go to, I'm sure some Knicks fans would support because it's the city. But yeah. uh, you know, and uh, like you got, you know, all the big states have that. Like uh, in baseball, we got the Yankees and the Mets. Right. You know, with football, you got the Jets and the Giants. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I'm a Giants yeah. and Yankee guy. So if the Mets were to go to World Series, I would, I, I would pull for them. If the Jets were to make it far in the playoffs, I would root for them. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But I, I think LA is big enough. For both teams to sort of have their own fan base, I'm a you know Steve Bombers. I guess they go get their own arena, so it's good. Yeah. When you buy your team for that much money, you got the right to build your own arena, and that's what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, that's big. I think you need to get your own identity, have your own arena. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It means absolutely. it means a lot. It does. Now, Mario, you grew up in New York, man. What is it about New York to basketball? I mean, Knicks fans are so passionate. Um, I know you were born and bred um, Manhattan, five boroughs. 
uh, what does it mean to you uh, when you think about New York and, and basketball? People don't understand. I try to explain to my buddies, uh, me growing up in the city, playing in these legendary tournaments, mm -hmm. going to all-star games, seeing three, 4,000 people just in a park game to see mm -hmm. us play. Music wow. bumping, you know, <laughs> yeah, the drug yeah. dealers are there with their nice cars and gold chains. But it was Beautiful. just there to see some good high-level basketball. Mm -hmm. Guy on the mic making jokes, giving guys nicknames. When people get dunked on, the whole crowd runs on the court and just uh, grabs the guy oh, and just uh, jumps on him like he just hit the game winner. It's just an amazing environment to play basketball. Yeah, you know, it's an amazing. If you're not tough and rugged, don't come, don't play New York basketball. That's what was great, and that's what made me who I was, going around yeah. the different boroughs, playing in tournaments. Yeah. You know, I remember going to Brooklyn, we bust, we bust some boys up in Brooklyn, and they're like, what? You talking mm. mess? They, the whole na Brooklyn neighborhood were chasing us to the subway. We mm. sprinting like Usain Bolt to the train station <laughs> to try to get <laughs> from getting beat down. The Brooklyn people don't take, take well for you beating them in their boroughs. So it wow. was just, man. New York is just an amazing place, especially for basketball, tournaments, Pearl Washington, Walter yeah. Berry, Ed Pickney, Rod mm -hmm. Strickland, Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen. The mm -hmm. names go on and on and on and on, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm yeah. just glad to be part of it. Skip to my Lou. I mean, right. Right God, me. Sham God, you know, mm -hmm. Master Rob, the nicknames, you know, the Terminator, you know, yeah. Joe Hammond. Earl Manigault, I mean. Telfair? Telfair. Kenny uh, Anderson. Marbury. Yeah. It goes on and on. Then you got the Long Island boys, Julius Irvin, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, you know. Mm. So. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we, 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 we heavy, man. We heavy in the city, bro. And we got, yeah. of course, then we got, of course, the Sky Hook. You know? Kareem. You know? You don't get enough credit for being a goat. So yeah, for real, you know, you know, speaks for itself, man. All-time leading scorer. Yeah. Uh, a uh, Mario, just how did um, you know, Power Memorial Academy coach Steve Donahue, man, your class of '81. You guys had some squads, 25 and 0. Uh, what are your thoughts of high school? And uh, talk to the audience about how you connected. Uh, what power memorial were you were you expected to go to another high school or that was pretty much where you wanted to go? Uh, that's where I wanted to go. Um, I had great tradition. You know, I was sort of looked up. Me and my my cousin Jerry sort of grew up together, but he was a year older than me. So okay. We both really wanted to go to power. He went the first year, so I got accepted. But I, you know, I didn't do good in math, so I had to go to summer school to make sure I got in there. So I did that and got in. Mm -hmm. And it was just a wonderful experience, you know, all boys school uh, run by brothers and uh, great experience, great basketball. Um, would have loved for me and Chris to play together. You know, if anybody knows Chris's story, Chris left power in the middle of his junior year. Mm -hmm. And then that sort of opened it up for me. And, uh, you know, my story, if people just see my story, the rest is history. So that sort of opened it up and really put me on the map. Yeah. How did it feel, man, at uh, AIC getting your number retired? You're, you're a legend there. 
um, all-time leader scorer to not too long ago, two titles, elite eight, uh, player of the year three times. Um, talk about AIC and Jim Powell as a coach, longtime NBA scout, assistant coach with the Pacers, and um, your whole thought process when you think about AIC. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, credit a lot to them, but uh, it's funny uh, people – wonder why I play with anger. This is where my anger really started because I was mm -hmm. one of the best players coming out of New York. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting letters from all over the place, you know, mm -hmm. and um, really didn't have no guidance, but I didn't love school. So a lot of schools wanted me to stay out of you. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted mm -hmm. to go to school hoop and do what I love to do. And uh, my parents was on my butt. You know, it was two weeks left in this to the school year. They like, what the hell are you going to do? You know, I got people wanting me to go to junior college. Man, you need to go to a prep school. So I was really a distraught young man at that time. So mm -hmm. Jim Powell, luckily, he hung in there to the last to the last minute. And I called him maybe a week before school started and mm -hmm. told him I was going to take the scholarship. And, uh, you know, Division two is very humbling. You know, mm -hmm. you don't get a lot of shoes. You don't eat the best meals. Um take the uh, buses a lot of places and I'm, I'm and I'm in my dorm room watching my boys at Syracuse, St. John's on national TV every week. Mm -hmm. So that sort of really, really fueled, fueled my fire, you know? And so yeah. I said, let me go to AIC and just tear it up. That's what I did. Three time all American. Um, like you said, three time player of the year. I, I, I decided to destroy where I was at, and that's what yeah. I did. And that's what I did. That was my mindset. And just just a little nugget, I would have been the all-time leading scorer. When I played, there was no three-pointer and no shot clock. All uh -huh. these boys now are playing with threes and shot clock, just to let you know the work I was yeah. doing. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a big difference. And another thing you didn't know, I'm one of the first guys to dunk on Manu Bow at 7-7. Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, up in Bolivar Gym and AIC went down the lane. Big boy went to go block the shot. But mm. number 41 put it down his throat. So <laughs> that's, that's right. another nugget for you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man. So that's my history. Got drafted. You know, mm. got drafted in the seventh round out of AIC. <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember my mom just coming to the park. I'm in the park just playing with my boy. She said, honey, you got drafted. I said, what round? She said, seventh. So I was the second to the last pick in the draft. Imagine that. Right, yeah, I saw that 160, 162. Hey. But look at the results, though. Three championships. Yeah, yeah. 11 yeah. years in the league. Playoffs a, every year. 116 playoff games. You know, Amazing, man. I mean, it's a movie in itself, man. It's, it's just your whole career. It's just perseverance, brother. If I like when I talk to kids at camp, if you have mm -hmm. a dream, you allow yourself to dream, mm -hmm. but then put in the work. Yeah. You know, yeah. I traveled the world, man, you know, to, to play the game I love, but I knew in the process, I'm like, I'm, I'm working on my game while I'm getting paid, but I know what, you know, I wanted to make it to the league. That was, that was the final prize. So, what was uh, training camp like? In July, Don Nelson, you're on a veteran team, man, 85, Sidney Moncrief, uh, Terry Cummins, right. Don, Don Nelson in his early years. 
Bruh, coming from a division two, not knowing nothing. Um, my first, we were going two a days for a week, three hours per practice. I'm a small forward at AIC. Okay. I go to Milwaukee. I'm the second shortest guy in camp, bro. So Man. Don Nelson puts the ball and said, you wanted the point guards in camp. I'm like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> and after that first day, bro, yeah. my legs, I couldn't move my legs. I said, mm. how am I going to make it to practice tomorrow? My legs were shaking because my body really never experienced like two, three-hour intense practices in one day. Oh, At Division yeah. Two, you just have a little practice and you go hoop. Uh-huh. So I really didn't know the mindset of preparing like an NBA player. So I'm in the pool to like maybe two in the morning getting the soreness out of my legs so I'm able to practice the next day. Mm-hmm. So I make it through the week. I don't know how. Don Nelson calls me and tells me I'm cut. That was the happiest day of my life because I said I need, I need a lot of work. Mm. So that was the day I'm like, I need a lot of work. You know, so, and that sort of started my European journey. And I would play, work on my game. I knew I had to work on my dribbling, shooting. So I did all that. And when I felt I was ready, came to the CBA, and it just all came together. Okay. How was your mental, Mario? Just because I was doing research, I found your father passed away in between your time from college and getting drafted. Is that correct? And I know he meant a life in. Uh, big in your life he was a factory worker uh you know from haiti uh how was that how hard was that for you to adjust as a young man when your father passed it was very tough it was very tough um it's funny when things happen in your life you just feel it you feel bad things and um i remember it like yesterday was a homecoming Mm -hmm. at my college and um Mm -hmm. uh, i was driving up there i think me and my cousin was mm-hmm. driving up. He was, he was taking me up there to homecoming at AIC. And as mm-hmm. soon as I get there, I said, Mary, you got a phone call. I'm like, wow. And there's something that just came over me at that moment. Mm-hmm. And they said my father had passed of a heart attack. I'm like, wow. Oh my God. So I go and do the little parade at halftime. The next day, I'm over, up there already. I got in there late that evening. So I go do the parade and head right back home. And of course, my mom is destroyed. It was very, very tough transition for me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Sister and brother were older. I was a young man still trying to figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I said, basketball is going to be it. And I, I remember my mom telling me that my dad told her that he's going to make it. Mm-hmm. He's going to make it to the league. So, yeah. you know, that's, and that's, I made it. Uh... And I yeah. made it, and my mom was there to experience all that. Even my mom is still alive, but she's not in good shape. But mm. I'm glad she was there to experience all that with me. She was on the fire truck with me when I won all my championships. My mom was wow. right there with me. So she got a chance to enjoy for the both of them. So yeah. it was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, man. I lost my father, and it's it's a it's a it's an odd feeling. You don't know it till you experience it. But, you know, time, you know, they say heals wounds, but it's something like you learn to deal with, you know, to, to just kind of just deal with it and move forward. It's just a void that's in your life that it's a lot just, of voids. You learn, you, you learn to cope with it in a way. Yeah. And I lost my brother, too. My brother, you know, lost him mm, in a car accident. Sorry to hear that. 
he's the one that got me started in basketball. He was only 55. I think it happened uh-huh. 11 years ago. So that uh, mm. was my road dog. You know, every time we go to NBA All-Star game, my brother was with me. Every time we'll go to, like, a, we went to a Mike Tyson fight, he was with me. So mm. every time I, you know, go around, do parties around the country, my brother was right there with me enjoying. I wanted mm. all my family and friends to enjoy my success in the NBA. And right. I'm glad I got a chance to have my friends ride along with me. And they, they, they always talk about those days. Marion, when you were playing, we used to do this and that. So mm. I'm glad I can give my friends, God bless my brother and dad, mm-hmm. you know, those, those memories. Oh, man, that's that's what's up, man. That's real cool, man, that you, you, um, you, you spread the love like that, man. It's, you know, some people, when they're big and they, they make it, sometimes they forget where they come from. But then you got to be smart with it. You can't have people, you know, I need money here, there. That's why I'm still good. That's yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Some of these uh, guys are like, here, yeah. Now a lot of these guys are broke, so. Yeah, I hear you on that. Now, Mario, uh, you played overseas. You bought out player of the year, 87. You won a, f- a few cups. Um, what, were your, what was your favorite country to play? Uh, and what was your least favorite? I know you played in, in Portugal, Argentina, Ireland. All of them, all my stops were great stops. I just thought Argentina was the toughest. Uh, okay. You know, I was sort of the, uh, the American I played with. Usually when you go to overseas back in the day, it would be two Americans and you guys would live together. But mm. I played with an American over there who'd been over there for a couple of years, spoke the language, married a Spanish girl. So he had a family. Mm. So I couldn't really stay with him. He would invite me all the time to eat. But, um, yeah, it was just tough being on my own a lot. A lot of music. You know, I really didn't speak the language because I'm like, I'm watching Spanish TV. <laughs> Not knowing what the hell they talking about. So a lot of downtime. You know, the town I was in was was nice. The people really tried to show me a good time. But after two months, I felt, uh, I wanted to get out. But Ireland was great. I really enjoyed that. The people were outstanding. Uh, just had a great time there. Portugal was amazing. Up at the northern part of the country, a uh, place called Ovar, a little farm town by the water. Ended up staying there two years. Won the championship the first year, lost the second year. Just an amazing experience. You know, I got a chance to see some places, man, that a lot of people didn't get a chance to see. You know, I've been to Russia. I've been to Africa. I mean, I've been all over the world thanks to the game. So, Yes, sir. A lot of I got to see a lot of beautiful places, man. So, yeah. <laughs> very thankful. You know, like I tell this kid, the kids at the camp, you see this orange ball, you treat it right, it can take you a lot of places. And I tell them that. I said this ball took me all over the world. I got to see, you know, uh, the the Big Ben in in London. Got to see Christ the Redeemer in Brazil. You know, okay. got to see. Uh, Went to Russia, got to see the Kremlin down there. So I see, so I see some places, man. Been to some places. Thank God for the game. Now, you you come back to the states, uh, the CBA, the Aberdeen uh, Patroons, Coach Jar, uh, Carl, George Carl. Uh, now, how did that opportunity present itself? Was it first the CBA and then the NBA? Yeah, it was the CBA first. Uh, right. My first year. I played with the Patroons. Nobody knew who I was. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to thank my man Sam Worthen and Andy Ekman. 
uh, two important names in my basketball journey. They knew the coach of the Patroons. He said, hey, I got a kid for you that can play pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, who is this kid? So uh, they put me on the team. And I'm playing about behind a guy named Danny Pearson. He went to Jacksonville. So I think mm-hmm. the second or third game, he, he hurts his hamstring. Then Coach Oliver, his name was Gerald Oliver. He just, man, I guess I'll throw you in there. I go in there and get 16 and 11. And I, I end up starting the rest of the season. Uh, have a real good season. Confidence is high. Didn't get called up that year. We I think we lost in the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then next year, George Carl and Terry Stotts came in as coach and assistant coach. Okay. And George saw something in me. And uh, I think we had Albany Patroons probably best season in history. I think we went 50 and 6 that year. But I was gone because I got called up by Philly my first time in December. Uh, then I got cut because of a trade. Then I got called back up by the Warriors. Right. And Don Nelson took me in his room and said, you go have, I'm going to give you 25 minutes, 30 minutes. You got to show me what you can do. So I, I get 14 and 11. Damn. And then I, I signed to a two-year deal. And that's how my NBA career starts. Now, what's the blessing and the curse, Mario, from 10-day contracts? It's like Eminem on a... Uh, his movie, you got yeah, one, shot. one shot. You got one shot to show the coach what you got. You got to go out there and do what you do. And that's yeah. what a 10-day contract is about. Yeah. Sometimes it works for you, sometimes it don't. You know, And it worked for me because the first game, I made a strong impression on the coach. Yeah. As soon as I got to Oakland the next day, said, I'm signing you the rest of this year and next year. So, How was uh, Coach Nelson compared to when you were with him in 85 in Milwaukee? and then coming back full circle in Golden State with them? Um, I really didn't – I wasn't there long enough to really <laughs> get to coach – no coach Nelson. All I know, he was a brilliant offensive mind, uh-huh. knew a lot about the game, very innovative on the offensive end of the floor, uh-huh. you know, a lot of small lineups. He's the one that sort of created the ISO for Dirk at the free throw line. Because you can see the whole floor. It's hard to double somebody at the free throw line when they got vision on the whole floor. So that was sort of Don Nelson there. But um, he was tough. He was tough, man. When I got to Golden State, I mean, one-on-one, full court, two-on-two. We'll do three-man weave for like 20, 20 times. But I tell you what, we were the best conditioned team in the league. Um, we averaged, I mean, the two years I was there, we averaged 116 points a game. We were putting up some numbers. You got yeah. Mullen averaging 20, Hardaway averaging 20, Mitch Richmond averaging 20. It was just mm-hmm. a fun brand of basketball. We would wear people out. We would outscore people. We weren't the, we weren't the best defensive team, but that wasn't our motto. Our motto was to get buckets as quick as mm-hmm. possible, as that often as possible. And it worked for us. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we beat the San Antonio Spurs, I think, there were two seeds. We were a seventh seed. We beat them in the first round. They lost to the Lakers in the second round. And the next year, that we lost to Seattle. Even though we won 55 games, we had home court. We lost to that good Sonic team, uh, Eddie Johnson. That's the that's the games when Sean Kemp dunked it on Chris Gatlin and Alton. Oh yeah, uh, that was the series, man. I got to see that live. Boy, that dude was up so high. Mm. Back and back then, you could do all that. Golden without yeah. tech. You can dunk on a nigga. You can dunk on him and scream on him and run down court. Rain man. 
Yeah, I remember he did the infamous point. <laughs> Talk about, you know, going to Houston, getting traded for, I believe it was Don Richard that traded you for, you know, for a second round pick to Houston. You know, the greatest team, one of the greatest teams of all time. Um, that first championship with the Knicks going back to New York. How was that? It was it was an amazing experience. Um, uh, when I got the call my, in my home in Portland, they said, Mario, you've been traded. I'm like, wow. Where they said to Houston, I'm like, man, first thing that came to my mind was Akeem Olajuwon. So I'm like, wow, I'm going to get a chance to play with Akeem. And then it started for us in training camp. You know, we were a very competitive training camp. I like what I was seeing with our squad. We were, we were very solid at the guard with Vernon and Kenny, Sam, myself, Scott Brooks. I mean, we had Otis, we had Dream, uh, we had Carl Herrera, and then we were solid at the power forward and forward. Then we had the Swiss Army Knife and uh, Robert Ory, 6'10", three man. So we had a really, really good, good team. Uh, we got off to a great start, I think, 15-0 and 0 that year. We came out the gates blazing, I think, 22-3 uh, in our first 25, won 59 games. We were the number one seed. I mean, Dream won every award that year. All of what Giannis did last year, defensive player of the year, MVP, finals MVP. He did it all. Um, him having to battle just a very physical Nick team. That's probably the most physical series, probably, you know, in, in, in finals history because they changed like a million rules after that series. But when you got the two best defensive teams with the two best defensive centers, those are the type of games you go to have. And back when we played, you could put your hands on people. So that's how it was. But we it didn't matter. I mean, we outlasted them even, uh, even during the OJ chase in game five. That cut the half our screen during our game. But um, I just remember Dream. I was sort of destroyed being down 3-2. I remember Dream heading to the bus. He said, Mary, we're going to be all right. We're going home for two games. So uh, when your leader is that confident, it trickles down to the rest of the team. And your leader gets the big block in game six. And your leader just takes care of minutes in game seven. Half a million, 700,000 people in downtown Houston, confetti, party, alcohol. You know the rest, brother. You know. Yes, sir. I, I got to know, um, Mario, the kids to death, the infamous Phoenix series in the, in the semis. Uh, you guys came back from 3-1. Uh, I, I just got to know, Danny Ainge, man, what did he say to you, man? I like you was about to fire on him. Well, it just happened from the first year when he threw uh -huh. the ball in my face because he's a sore loser. They beat us too. So we went down there and beat him too. And uh -huh. he threw the ball right in my face. I think he got fined. I don't know how much he got fined. I wanted to whip his ass, but I couldn't do it. I didn't want to get suspended to cost my team. You know, he may have won the battle. I won the war. I got a championship at the end of that year. But I, I never really got along with him since that incident. So it was Joe Klein. Me and Joe Klein since game five were blowing kisses at each other. But okay. in game seven, I mean, Danny Ains is responsible for leaving John Paxson, right, to go help mm -hmm. on Horace Grant with a kick-out jumper, right? Remember in the mm -hmm. finals? Right. Why are you helping on Horace Grant and leaving a three-point shoot open? That was Danny Ains. 
So Danny Ainge was guarding me. So he goes double in the backcourt. They said, oh, we're going to let Mario get the ball. I'm like, okay. So Kenny does the right point guard move. He takes the double team. He sees Robert. So he hits Robert a half court. Robert is 6'10". He can see the floor. So yeah. they're not leaving Clyde and Dream. Those are top 50 greatest of all time. Them dudes are being guarded. So Ainge is in the backcourt. So I'm wide open in the far corner. So Robert spots me, fires the ball. It was a little high. It wasn't that high. So I went up and got it. And uh, Danny Shades was underneath going to Elijah one. And he wasn't going to leave Elijah one because he would have left him. I would have dropped it to the big fella. But mm -hmm. he wasn't moving. So once he saw me cock the trigger, he tried to run out. It was too late. As a shooter, you just know everything about your shot. Feels good. And uh, I didn't want a Kawhi Leonard shot that hit the rim nine times, then go in. Mine went on that. Then hit nothing but the bottom of the net. And the first guy I looked at who on the bench blew him the kiss of death was Joe Klein. He turned red as an apple over there. Uh. Funny thing, and when you in those moments, if you see the clip, I don't remember my teammates jumping on me. I remember the whole team is on me, and I'm just locked in the moment, staring at their bench. If you see the clip, yeah, I'm just standing down, and the guy <laughs> Sam jumping on me, Clyde laughing, Chucky yeah. Brown jumping on me, but I'm caught in the moment. Yeah. And I'm like locked in until I got to the bench. That's when I decompressed. I'm like, okay, I hit a big shot. So, <laughs> yeah, that, I had to just know, man. I just remember watching that man and. I could tell you had to hold your composure, man. Look like you was ready to, to let him have it, man. Yeah, I was like, funny. I think one of the refs said, Mary, don't do that next time. We're gonna call Torn. I'm like, whatever, motherfucker. Whatever. Oh, for real? Oh, damn. <laughs> I say, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> let, let us show some emotion out in a game seven. Intense, yeah. you know? Yeah. Intense yeah. environment. You gotta let guys show just a little emotion out there. Yeah, it was it was crazy because Ori saw you from it was basically he was in the corner. He was on the opposite side of the, about the three point line, That's hovering. So you six ten, yeah, six ten. I, I realized, yeah, yeah but height. not that. You got Clyde, top fifty, Dream, top uh, fifty. They being right. guarded. They're not they going to guard So that allows me, guys like me, to be open. So okay, thank, thank God the Dream and Clyde being as great as they are to allow yeah. a guy like me to get a nice open look. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mario. Let me know, man. Just your top five players of all time in, in your eyes what i see i'm gonna give you 10 i gotta I gotta I give you my top 10 okay. okay okay my my point guard of course is magic my two of course is michael jordan my three of course is lebron james my mm -hmm. four is tim duncan and my five is kareem mm -hmm. my second five isaiah thomas love me some isaiah thomas at the Sorry, one, Zeke. Kobe Bryant at the two, Larry Bird. Everybody need to do their research on Larry Bird. He was a three-time uh, MVP, three times with Magic and Jordans in the same league in a prime. So mm -hmm. that's my uh, three-man. My four-man, I got to split it because I love both these guys. Mm -hmm. I got to have an 11 because I love Malone. He doesn't get enough credit for how good he was. And Barkley is my man. I got to split both those guys at the four. And Dream is my five. Those are my, that's my 11. Sorry, Shaq, Steph, y'all, KD, y'all in the next group. But what mm. I saw 
And me being a basketball guy, I think Larry Bird don't get enough credit how nice he was. I know he was white, but that boy was nice. Okay. And and no, no LeBron, huh? I said LeBron was my number one in the three spot. Number one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha, LeBron gotcha, is yeah. my three on my first team. So your first oh, team. Man, I got a kick Zane. Got, I, I got, no, no I got Durant. Magic, Jordan. Uh-huh. I got Magic, Jordan, LeBron, Tim Duncan, and Kareem. That's my first five. I okay, got gotcha. Ed Thomas. Kobe, Bird, Carl Malone slash Barkley, and Dream. And my third got to be Chamberlain, Wes, Shaq, for sure, Steph. But okay, no I respect that. Shaq and Russell. Shaq. Russell yeah. I see play. I, I swept Shaq twice, so I don't know. Mm, that's <laughs> with, true. With, that's with, true. With the Rockets and the Spurs. So, but Shaq yeah. was a bad boy. Shaq yeah, he was definitely one of the greatest of all time, no question. But as the center of the position is hard, because what about? I mean, Will Chamberlain dropped a yard, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that, man, hey, Will, what'd just, you get last night? Uh, I just dropped a light hundred on him last night. Come on, that, how that's that sound, insane. Man? I, yeah, that's I got a hundred last night in the yeah. NBA game. Like Kobe, yeah, yeah. Kobe, like he told Jayla Rose, yo, can I get eighty-one hours? One. Wee. Yeah. Personal joke, and he's yeah. another one. We needed to be talking about more in the go conversation. The Black Mamba, man. Come yeah, on. sir. Kobe, yeah, baby. Yeah, it's 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 all it's always going to be that cooler talk, you know. Who, I love you know, KD. I, yeah, available. Be available. Don't join super teams. You're nice. It, it, You're is, nice. Uh, do you feel nice Jordan player. is uh, the greatest player of all time? Huh? Is Jordan the greatest player of all time? Yes. Okay. But yeah. I would have to have Kareem be at the table, LeBron, Kobe be at the table with that. They're all, they're all debatable. Okay. Yeah. They got to be at the table. But I just seen Jordan, the level of commitment. He just ain't. Jordan is a LeBron. He'll kill you with two bullets. Jordan will see you dead. Jordan will put another 40 more bullets in you. Just to mm. make sure you did. Ooh, LeBron would be like three or four bullets. So he did. Jordan like, uh-uh. Thirty-five, forty more. Make sure he did. Wow, that's that 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 says a lot right there. Yeah, that's yeah. Mentality, like a Tom Brady. Those are guys are rare guys like that. That's how killer. they think, man. That's how they killer. think, and that's why they're great. That's why they're great. Okay. Um. I, lastly, man, give me your top five MCs from New York. Ooh. From New York. Rakim. Uh, God got to be up there. Jigga got to be there. Biggie got to be there. Okay. My man who always, they be sleeping on him is my man, Jada, man. Jada's a beast, man. Jada's a beast, yo. Versus. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. He got bars, man. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Jada's. I'm like. It should have been him against Dipset. He didn't need the other two cats. He could have beat the, he could have beat Dipset <laughs> yeah, by real. himself, though. Yeah. So let me, let me much. get my fifth one. Let me see. I got Jay. I got Big. I got Ra. I got Nas. You know what? I'm tripping. Dark Man X. Ooh, rest in peace. Yeah. Like, X. Come on, yo. Yeah, Music yeah. It's game, rap yeah. game. I, yeah. I, come on, yo! Come on, yo! I can't, man. Yeah, and it's, man. it's just hard because you know I love. There's so many. Man. I love Big L. I love Cam. 
You yeah. know, I love all my boys from the Strong Island, the Woo, yo. Meth, my okay. man. I love the chef, Raekwon. Yeah. You know, I love I love uh, my man, uh, BDP, my man, yo. The Karis Karis one. one yeah, yeah. He's, he's cold Mob with it. Deep, I mean, Tribe Called Quest, that's my music. Yeah, Fife, man, Big Fife, Daddy Kane. The five-footer five with the roughneck business, dog. Yeah, man, man him and Q. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, New York, is cool. man, we spit all day, bro. These boys spit all day in the city. Man. Yeah. All right, um, Mario, man, thank you, man, for just blessing our listeners, man. Just, just chopping it up with me for a minute, man, and uh, let our audience know, man. I know you've been working with different foundations. I know you and Whitney Barcellas had a connection. Do you still have the shoe store, Samarios, in Houston? I do man? not, brother. I'm just a triplet dad who just yeah, became an empty nester. Okay. My son is up in Brewster Academy chasing his hoop dream. My middle son's at Arizona State, Pitchfork Baby, and my oh, daughter's at University of Texas. Go home. Okay. So, oh man, so you just family right now, brother. We taking a a, a well deserved breather. Out, pushing three at the same age and yeah. getting them into school. So triplets. Woo. Yes, so <laughs> I'm just taking a breather right now, bro. I just need a breather right now. Me and my wife are just enjoying this quiet Listen. time, not yelling at kids to clean their room. Living life. None of that. We just yeah. live a good life, brother. That's it. God, we blessed, man. I'm blessed. The junkyard dog. Here, man. Get vaccinated, man. Put a mask on, man. Don't think about yourself. Think about the people next to you. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Man, uh, thank you, and and just I appreciate you, bro, man, just taking the time to come on the Rational Hour, blessing our listeners with your career, your knowledge, and your opinion on everything, man, and uh, we'll we'll catch uh, you down the line. Sounds good, Ryan. Thank you for having me, my brother. You have a blessed day, all right? Keep doing your thing, all right? Appreciate you. Yes, sir.